0: welcome to the culture road podcast the place where we believe that diversity equity and inclusion are a lifestyle i'm your host dieta jones lover of coffee and all things decor agency owner and 32-year industry veteran and executive trainer who's helped to shape workplace culture for some of the world's leading companies and institutions Tune into this podcast for fresh perspectives on hot topics and current events that are shaping today's society and the contemporary workplace. You're tuned into episode two, and today we are discussing a topic that has swept through society for the past five years, cancel culture.
1: This episode is brought to you by Culture Road, a live and on-demand digital learning solution powered by Dietta Jones and Associates. Culture Road is an easy-to-use subscription, delivering fresh content monthly and access to experts to help professionals at all levels thrive in the contemporary workplace. Stay up to date with best practices on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and acquire the necessary skills and tools to effectively lead, manage, and influence others. Get connected with our community of practice to further your professional development at cultureroad.com.
0: What initially started as an effort to hold those in positions of power to higher levels of accountability has evolved into a movement not governed by standards of accountability itself, yet having much impact on spheres of influence ranging from the music industry to the marketplace. Joining me in conversation today are some of the most well-read and informed women that I know. Evelyn Miller, Monique Idlet, and Colette Leonard. Evelyn Miller, here in the black, closest to me, is partner of Smart Settlements, based in Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and Florida. She's also known as Smart Evelyn J.D. Welcome. <laughs> Monique Eidlet is co-founder of Rain Ventures, a $100 million investment firm, co-founder of Mosley Music Group, and the latest star from Undercover Billionaire Season 2. Welcome, Monique. Thank you. And Colette Leonard is vice president and co-founder of Cannibalist, a DC-based medical cannabis dispensary. Welcome, Colette.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm glad you're
0: here. Okay, ladies, welcome. We said our welcomes. We're so happy to be here. We're always together, so it's fun to be together in this setting and to talk about this kind of juicy topic. So I really enjoy that we're gonna be able to do this together. Um, Cancel culture is Something that I really love for us to approach from as many angles as possible. So just come from wherever you are coming from and let's just explore it. Because I know that everybody has different feelings about it. We all have different experiences with it. Let's just go for it. So it's also one of the kind of conversations that we can have that doesn't just express our own opinions and experiences, but also helps us to think about what are some of the implications on society, the way that we're experiencing society and the way that it's helping to shape and inform society. All right, with that said, let's get into it. So I'll start off with this question. When was the first time that you heard the phrase cancel culture and what was the situation surrounding it? Who wants to
3: start? I can start. Okay. Um, I think Me Too movement was kind of when I first became aware of the idea of cancel culture um, because you were seeing so many people um, kind of outed for past bad behavior and then there was this kind of just social media surge against them. And um, I thought it was really kind of unique and actually of cool to see some people have you know like some retribution oh, yeah. for some past wrongs um and i don't know r kelly comes to mind too <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah and that one right? yeah yeah yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah he definitely got cancelled
2: <laughs> yeah 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 good, so, good answer yeah monique i think i think the me too moment is also when i first heard the term um you know, I always think about things from a perspective of who are we, you know, it's like, are we, we've condoned this behavior and now it may have irritated one person personally. So now they're punishing the one person, right? Mm -hmm. You want to cancel a person versus canceling the behavior. So you know, just the culture of human beings is interesting to me because. It's like, what are we canceling? Right. And are we spending that much time on terms versus changing our behaviors and patterns for a different outcome? And why, why does everyone get so excited to see one person come down? That's a very that's a real interesting concept of power to me. And so for me, I've never really like played too much into any of the terms so much. It's actually interesting to me to see us trying to cancel people when we're all flawed. Now, I know that these are like, it's been brought up of, um, with extreme behaviors, right? But the behaviors were already there. It was supported until there was no money coming from these individuals like a R. Kelly or a Harvey, right? right, right they right. weren't profitable anymore. Right. So now they were, they were targets that were allowed to happen. So, you know, I don't know. I think that we should spend more energy on the solution.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you.
2: Go ahead. I don't don't remember when I first heard about it or heard
4: that word. I think it was somewhere around social media or online. And I think that my initial reaction was like, Oh, they're holding people accountable but then when you see what happens to certain people's lives and we're like by destroying one person's life is that really helping anyone is that helping society as a whole move forward so what is it that the actual goal is in canceling someone i mean do we really want to cancel people or do we want to figure out a way to educate people out of this and i think a lot of the ways i think that i first saw it was possibly me too but a lot of things around racism and like someone said something that they shouldn't have said and they got away with saying that for a really long time and all of a sudden now they're not you know they're not supposed to say that and they're being held accountable but do we want to teach them do we want it to be a learning moment or do we want to destroy their lives and that's always been kind of where it didn't sit well with me
2: well i think that there's a difference between speculation and assumption and then like behavior that is factual. I think what's scary about canceling culture is that it gets to become the opinions of people right. without facts, without, with just one version or one side. I mean, I think about myself and it's like, what if someone attacked me and said I said something, but what if I didn't, right? right?
3: Yeah,
0: well, am I, think... I
2: canceled because they said I did it? Yeah, yeah.
3: I might be the outlier here because I think that I am okay, people being canceled. I do. I was (laughs) waiting for you. I was like, everyone has a different opinion. I I do. I have a different opinion. I'm okay with it. you know, what is kind of different and unique about it, and it's good and it's also bad, it cuts both ways, but it's not a court of law. Cancel culture is is the court of public opinion. And so, you know, it's not that you're being found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. I mean, if people feel this certain kind of way about you, it is... um, it is like a, it's, it's the mass opinion on social media that people want to now boycott you as a person or your company or, you know, and I don't know. I think that maybe there's a place for that. Why? Like it's why a reckoning? Is place for it? It's, it's a reckoning. A reckoning but, you, but here's what the there danger is. There are certain is. times that you'll, you'll never go to jail for, you know, but maybe you should face some retribution for it.
2: You know, here's the dangerous thing. When I even think about from a racial equity perspective, A lot of our men were murdered over the public opinion, right, the court of public opinion. Right, right. And when we we say that a group of people can do anything they want because they said so, that's a governance that we have to be concerned with. Because yeah, maybe it's about cancel culture today, but the past, it was about murdering black and brown boys because they said so. Now it's we're canceling you and taking down all your your income, any opportunity because we said so. So what is the future of that? Right. What like that? We have to predict the behavior of the voices. And that's what's scary to me is that every time there's a cycle of something, there's this extreme behavior that's being rewarded.
0: It's like a mob mentality. And yes. I, I love the I love the point that you brought up, Colette, about like what's the point? You know, like I understand that the goal, or at least part of the goal of cancel culture, was to hold people accountable. But is accountability really about stopping bad behavior and then figuring out how to make sure that people understand what preferred alternative behaviors are? Or is it literally to just destroy and burn?
2: burn to burn
3: it to the ground i mean but, I, oh, I but they're, they're not they're burning, burning, burning systems the down they're
2: burning people exactly. down exactly. that's the problem it's
3: setting an example <laughs> so were the salem but, witch but trials i
4: think exactly <laughs> so my my fear and and i think that where where you see it go to the opposite end of the spectrum where maybe where you don't want it to end up is an example with like a kyle rittenhouse So now he's been like held up as some esteemable person on a, to a certain group of people mm-hmm. when You know, one group tried to cancel him. What he did was horrendous and horrific. Like, we all understand. He crossed state lines. I think people knew what his intention was. It certainly wasn't (laughs) to go there and, like, sing Kumbaya and hold hands with people. So now there's a whole group of people that, you know, because of a backlash against him, are holding him up as someone to admire. So that then you lose the initial... Uh, I guess purpose of it. it, was like he's not been held accountable for murdering people mm-hmm. and on top of that he's now a martyr. He's like he's,
2: he's, like a a, martyr. he's been mm-hmm. held
4: up as a martyr and that yeah. they're trying to do all kinds of other things that he becomes a spokesperson for this that and the he's other. He's making money so off of it he, now.
3: So he was <laughs> yeah. not canceled. It right. was
4: like the complete opposite. It doesn't always work. It doesn't what,
3: always work. Sometimes the court of public well, opinion a very not dangerous. to convict you, you know, <laughs> like it doesn't always work. <laughs> Just like like sell the it. attorney. No, <laughs> yeah. I think that this- I mean they tried to cancel Dave Chappelle. It didn't really work. No, you're
2: right. it Didn't exactly work. There was an attempt. Well, you know? but them trying to cancel him didn't actually make sense. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like that actually didn't make sense. He actually was what they were accusing him of was completely opposite of what his behavior was. His behavior was that, yeah, an inclusive person. He makes jokes about tough conversations that people are all saying behind closed doors, so he brings it to the forefront in a very sarcastic, sometimes, a lot of times, over people's head, you know? Over people's heads. So they actually miss the whole point anyways. I
4: think if you watch the special and you watch his performance, then all of a sudden maybe it's not what you thought, but like the headline says one thing. So Mm -hmm. I think maybe part of the conversation is like stopping to like, take a deep breath, read about it yourself, are you reading the right sources to figure out what information about it, because it's very easy to cancel someone, and I'm with you Evelyn, there are many people who should be canceled, but cancel them, in my opinion, is don't give them a platform to spew their lies and hatred. That's the type of cancellation I would like to see, I don't think, that I, I don't want to see someone not be able to feed their family, like that's a completely different scenario. and then you get into like, wow, free speech. Like, should they be able to say what they want? I guess we want to be able to make sure that people have the opportunity for free speech. But do we give them a platform to spew things that maybe aren't as acceptable Mm -hmm. in society? And at what point have we now come where they're like, you know, just the ugly is coming out from under the rocks it's been hidden in, or has it been hidden? It hasn't been hidden. Uh, Ugly's been
0: around for a long, long time. It's just that all of a sudden, the things that we consider societally acceptable are this narrow, right? And so now everybody's kind of trying to figure out, like sometimes, okay, sometimes people are judged for things that maybe they did not do, like in the situation that you described. But sometimes people are being judged for things that they did do, but maybe in a different context or at a different point in time before cancel culture existed. And in that time, it was all right nobody made a fuss about it it was 10 years ago five years ago 20 years ago and now it's a big deal like well, we're in a
2: digital media age I, it's a very yeah. you know so the global perspective of opinion is everywhere within seconds and right yeah. Video. yeah
0: yeah but how do you navigate that like how do you be accountable now for everything you've ever done and
2: said up until I don't now want to be actually that's oh right. my goodness right no. that's life. I
0: <laughs>
4: grow and evolve as a human being but then with I, I, that said, I hope we
2: all give the grace to each other as human beings was. to learn evolve pivot evolve get better right my gosh I would not want to be judged for who I was even a year ago or two years before that yeah the whole point of this life is to actually grow and I actually think we need a little more love and acceptance versus I feel like we're all tolerating each other and that's part of the problem. Right. Not
0: just tolerating. I feel like we are actively looking for the error of people's ways. That's, I feel like there is like this that's hyper... a whole lot of energy. Yeah, it's a whole lot of energy that's like, let me find where you are stepping outside of the boundaries that I have drawn around you and around my expectations around what your life is supposed to look like. And I just, I just feel like the world has gotten really narrow. I don't know. And so the court of public opinion to me is sometimes people don't even have an opinion. They haven't even thought about the topic and then somebody else, they see they see this mass movement and then all of a sudden they have an opinion about it. It's like, really? And they just jump on. It's like a mob mentality.
3: I've seen this happen recently with people, um, like let's say somebody starts randomly trending, like they do something kind of public and they start trending on Twitter or something. Um, people will go back and search like everything that person has ever tweeted yes. in their entire life yes. to mm-hmm. see if they've ever said anything offensive or off-color, you know? And yeah. then, I, yeah, I've seen that stuff get brought up and then it's, you know, then that's trending. They're yeah. trending for this it's, I think that's the bad where you behavior. Lose
4: the, the opportunity for a growth moment for that human being, for that individual. Yeah. And certainly people need to be held accountable. I mean, if you're talking about Harvey Weinstein, what he did was atrocious and he got away with it for decades and he ruined many women's lives based on his behavior so he should be held accountable mm-hmm. but there are other people where i think it's like you know a housewife of utah maybe said one thing she shouldn't have said and now she's taken off the show and you know maybe that could have been a learning moment on the show hey i shouldn't have not i've learned from this or i didn't say that i mean but because there's so many different ways you look at society today and culturally i mean he's in a position where he was offering people opportunities based on disgusting you know requests yeah. of them or forcing himself on them she's a reality tv show you know person so. i think
3: sometimes the mob gives you grace and sometimes they don't like sometimes there are these attempts to cancel you know and the they mob don't, needs to stop having power you know they don't fully work because maybe people connect to you like with dave Chappelle, i think so many people connected with him and they understood where he was coming from and so even though there was kind of a movement to cancel him, it just didn't quite work, you know? And he was able to address the issue. And that's something positive, I think, that comes out of it too. Like Joe Rogan, you know, they've been trying to cancel Joe Rogan. And, um, you know, he came out and did like this whole apology thing. Like he's, he's had to deal with some of his past demons and kind of reconcile that and do so publicly, which I think is appropriate. I think it's appropriate and then people can decide if they still want to be his fan or if they still want to support him. But it kind of just goes on and on. I think
0: the Joe Rogan example is a good one, like Joe Rogan. You know, people tried to cancel him. Then other people said, you know what? I appreciate you stepping forward and trying to learn and grow and apologize. Mm -hmm. And people who stepped forward and said, I appreciate you handling this well also got canceled, right? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it's like a ripple effect. Yeah, right, it's like, it's like you can't, you get a mug. and you get a yeah, mob, and you get, you <laughs> get you know? And, and you're also. like, that's okay, that's okay. That's how society's like, I mean, we think that this is a totally people, healthy thing.
3: I think people have opinions. I don't think it's totally unhealthy. I definitely do think there are situations where, I mean, just like with any other, if you if you get accused of, of rape, you get accused of some kind of, you know, uh, sexual assault or something like that. And you end up at, in a criminal trial and it, it wasn't you and you didn't do it or something. I mean, that's terrible. Same thing happens. <laughs> Wiki, it's more court- than terrible. Yeah, yeah it terrible. <laughs> It's a terrible, it's a terrible, terrible situation. And sometimes that same thing is going to happen in a
2: court of life changing
3: where people are going to think that you are worse than you are, or they're going to misread a situation or, you know, I mean, it's, i'm not saying this is not a perfect system that we have that can the, the way that cancel culture is working it's not a perfect system like there are definitely um people who are going to be injured by this who probably don't deserve it i do think that there is um people are having to be more accountable for their actions they're thinking about what they're going to say publicly how they're going to behave what those things mean to other people You know, like they're, I think people are a little more aware though of their actions and what they're doing on social media platforms, you know, as they probably should be. So I think that that's okay.
2: I mean, I think that there are very, like, to me cancel culture, I can't even put that in the same context of illegal activities, right? Right, 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 right. So it's really hard for me to even put them into the same compartment. But
3: some people are being canceled for things that are actually crimes. Like right. right? they just never were actually
2: the you know, I actually tried think that's very crimes. different. But here's what I think is the most important thing for me personally is that we give a lot of energy to this stuff. Yep. And I just wish that we gave more energy to our own personal self as an example. Yep. Which mm-hmm. then is contagious to our community around us, then which then becomes contagious to the entire community. That has the, like the same way that this negative aggressive energy of the canceling someone, the opposite of that is love, support, education, healing. And we gotta get over here. Yeah. yeah, We have to get over here because we're spending too much time on our differences. And we're, this has been the existence of humanity. This is not a new thing. They called it something different before, but whatever, every cycle it changes, every generation it changes. We still have the same problems. We're not getting anywhere. So I would like for like us to be the generation and the millennials and the Gen Z, like for to be the actual change to put some final touches to this. Cause we keep talking about the same problems. It's not new problems. I agree. I actually, you know, it's so
0: interesting. You and I talked about this last night. Like I am in a totally different space from this. Like I've, I've always been different from this. The work that I do, I've always felt like I need to be able to talk about these Subjects that are hard, but they're they're often just um, diluted down to two binary pieces. Like it's yes. either right or wrong, or good or bad, or black or white, right, or progressive or conservative. And I'm like, I don't even like all those boxes. And I feel like the the world is filled with abundance. Yes. Why are we operating from a place of scarcity? Right. All the yes. time, the in beggar, mass right,
2: versus the <gasps> commander,
0: and and toxicity. Right, because I feel like the, 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 the smallness is where fear lives, it's where scarcity lives, it's where toxic energy lives, and I don't feel like solutions live there. It here. And I, I think if we teach
4: children to love themselves, and they love themselves, they don't go out and hate other people. I think that uh, what is unfortunate is, that to me, it is. Love is such a beautiful word to use for this, but it's also education. So if you love yourself and you go out with that love and abundance into the world, then you're spreading that. But if you don't love yourself, then you're spreading that as well. So if we if we can teach children from a young age to love themselves, if we can find ways that, that children who aren't maybe grow, being raised in a loving home to help them feel loved and comforted, then they can go teach that to someone else. Because if you put little kids, I mean, you see it all the time. Yeah. If you put little kids in a room together, They are so excited to see each other. They don't care what they look like. They don't care what their, you know, gender is. They don't care how they self-identify. They don't really care what they're wearing half the time. They don't care what color they are. They certainly don't care what religion mom and dad are. They're just excited to see someone they like, and they want to go give them a big hug. Like as a world, can we just start giving each other a big hug instead of jumping on a bandwagon to attack, attack, attack? And again, I don't think it's about not holding people that should be held accountable because they should be held accountable if they've done something wrong.
2: And I, I It's would, hard to be held accountable to a system right. that was created by criminals, right? Yeah. So that's <laughs> why, to me, the irony of yeah, all yeah, these yeah, things, was. right? it's the irony of all these things. I mean, and.
4: Yeah, we're sitting on stolen land. I mean, we didn't get here just it's really
2: right. I mean So who gets to be the judger? That's why I don't even usually acknowledge these type of conversations because it's like who who says we we even have the authority to pass judgment? Right. I don't want anyone passing judgment on me. I would like people to help me and educate me on things because I don't know everything and I don't pretend to. But what I also don't wanna do is if you're judging someone and you're coming into a situation where you are intensely trying to make someone feel bad for their per- their own perspective, that's all they know. How far are you gonna get with that? Right. When I feel judged, I back up. Yeah, everybody does. And so, yeah. exactly, and children do, and adults do. So, it's like clearly the judgment role isn't working for us. Right. And also, and why do assumes. people have so, many, so much pride <laughs> about judging? <laughs> you are horrible. Like, why does that feel good to people? To me, that's the whole enslavement mentality.
0: Evelyn so, has another opinion. I can see it on her face. She, I can listen, see it. So, I would not want to be in her courtroom. Okay. I'm trying to tell you. I am you. so glad I'm sitting right here because you're talking and you're like in love and love. And you're talking about children and it Evelyn's, and Evelyn's like, like burn them down. Yes. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: She's but like actually yes. yes. Actually
1: yes, <laughs>
3: <laughs> but let me give you an example. Let me give you an example of a situation where I think cancel culture was appropriate. And um do you guys remember the Blackbird Watcher in New York, Central Park, yes. a couple years ago? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. the guy who was yes. watching birds in the park, middle of the day, this white woman has her dog off a leash. <laughs> Apparently the rule is that you must have your dog on a leash. He tells her to put her dog on a leash. She starts screaming as if he's attacking her and literally calls 911, not realizing that he's taping the whole incident. Right. So he never even touches her. Is never even close enough to touch her, and she's you know freaking out about about him attacking her. So um, from that, she ends up losing her job. Um, she's on like every you know news station. I mean, it's like national news. This she story. committed a crime, though. She did, but guess what? And she and so she was convicted of a crime but it's a very like it, it wasn't a big deal like it's a slap on the wrist what mm, happened to her okay. you know? so the cancel culture the was cancel the punishment that she needed that does was law the real punishment deliver. yes i would say that that is the real punishment that she got for this is that everyone canceled her nobody's going to want to hire her i mean this for 5 gonna, days this is going to follow her for a very long time You think I, people remember the bigger absolutely you remember her yes yeah well we all do. i think when she I tries mean, she to go was, get I another job i remember her but common. i don't remember her
0: name i can't call up her name right this morning yeah but you didn't you know google it i know but what i'm saying <laughs> is that when people start applying to my company it's not like i'm looking up to say cross-referencing you know have you ever been canceled yes no, or no but you're gonna, what? if
3: you just googled her name
0: you okay, know what i mean fair. if
3: she's coming in to for an interview with you the first thing there you're gonna know yeah and she lost her job yeah she lost but i job. don't actually
2: feel like that's winning like i actually feel like
3: it was appropriate
2: i know but appropriate doesn't always mean winning right was it appropriate behavior for her to lose her job yes maybe whatever i'm sure there's a million other people at her company and all these other companies who just have learned to not say it out loud right like that's just been the history i think that
3: there are other white women who might think twice about like crying rape on a black man because of that situation like you might at least think about that that you know what what if i get
2: caught on tape doing that well, if we're going to cancel some culture. I'd like to cancel like the bad police officers who are who break in you know, no not warrants. Like that to mm-hmm. me is just, that's yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah, we have yeah, to cancel, yeah. right? The yeah. behaviors of things that are putting people in very dangerous or having them end up dead or in prison for no the reason.
3: The bird watcher was in a very dangerous situation. Yes, position. he was. I, I agree. Was. Yeah, I absolutely was. agree. You know, agree. And if it wasn't for him taping the incident, I'm sure he uh, would have been arrested. Yes.
2: It would have been a a very different different situation. Right, so let's cancel the justice system that keeps rewarding the cops for their bylaws, right? Right. Let's cancel the police union, which is the largest (laughs) for-profit... Gang? (laughs) Right, the largest for-profit union. They are the largest union in the world. Let's cancel the things that actually make sense because canceling individual people, it's not changing anything. What will change a system... Is to figure out how to rewrite the laws or rewrite things that can have a super generational impact. Do Which, you really think? Do you think she hates us even more now? I think that she, she thinks she blames be, us I, for her I, ignorance because nobody. she does, and she's going to teach that to her children. She's going to teach. She's going to be allowed to keep saying that through her community. What she needs to happen is to be taught why she, what her behavior, why it was wrong, and that she needs to be educated. I still need her to make money because I don't need her to hate anyone. The hate is why we keep getting in this situation.
3: I think that there are a couple of reasons though. I mean, it's just like, if somebody commits a crime, do you just want to educate them on why they shouldn't have done that? Or is, is there a place for punishment? Is there a place- What, in our for- prison system? Well, not in
4: a for-profit prison system. There's no rehabilitation. <laughs> There's no rehabilitation. It's on Wall
3: Street,
2: right? On, right? What There's I'm no saying is that- There's no going on I'm, there, but I
3: understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, like set aside, the structure of our prison system, like let's set that aside, but just crime and punishment. Like if you commit a crime, there are multiple reasons to punish people. And it's not all about just like, oh, let me educate you as to why you shouldn't have, you know, raped that lady or robbed that store or whatever. Like, it's not just about educating them. I do think there's a place for actually punishing the individual. And then also um, setting an example so that other people see that, oh wow, I shouldn't do that because this terrible thing could happen. That's, you, know, can... you know,
2: I don't know that I can agree with that second part because hundreds of years later, we're still like clearly the people who murdered us because of skin color and hate. 400 years later, they still haven't got that memo.
1: This episode is brought to you by Culture Road, a live and on-demand digital learning solution powered by Dietta Jones and Associates. Culture Road is an easy-to-use subscription delivering fresh content monthly, and access to experts to help professionals at all levels thrive in the contemporary workplace. Stay up to date with best practices on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and acquire the necessary skills and tools to effectively lead, manage, and influence others. Get connected with our community of practice to further your professional development at cultureroad.com.
0: Yeah, but there is—it is interesting though because um, fear is a ridiculously motivating change agent, right? And if people are afraid to say or do something that somebody else might perceive as offensive or crossing a line that could have repercussions on not just how they are perceived but on their livelihoods, then it actually does modify behavior. So even so, that's just saying I, I agree. it's okay
2: to wear the the like. Just don't say it out loud. But yeah. after, when you're after hours and you're in your uniform of yeah. your KKK or whatever, yeah. Yeah. you know, your hate mob or on anyone or person, then that part is okay. Just don't say it out loud. Yeah. So I think I'd rather people say it. I'd rather so we say can it educate too.
0: them. I agree. Well, I don't know if education. I don't know if everybody shares the same aspiration. for am I'm not talking about, crimes, not talking about yeah. crimes. But what I'm saying is that. I think that the society that we're living in is so fed up with trying to educate and trying to do this incremental improvement that they were like, you know what? You know what works? Fear. Fear works. Mm-hmm. Coercion works. Okay. And so it's right. not going to get us commitment, doing... but it's going to get us compliance. So I'm, I'm just saying I, I'm, I'm, I actually hate cancel culture. Like, I hate even talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. But I also feel like it's ridiculously important because. It's such a force in our society, and it's also a force that is using so much energy that I think could be so much more amazingly redistributed to focus on aspiration, to focus on where do we want to go, to focus on what we want to become, to focus on getting ourselves to a higher vibration. The tricky part is that not acknowledging what's happening seems like I'm skipping over something. Like there's clearly some toxic environment that we're living in that is growing. It's it's like it's feeding
2: itself. It's been toxic from its creation. Yeah, yeah. Right? I
0: think
4: Here, here's it's just thing: focus on the
2: fear, and the fear divides. I was going to say, here's the thing: think about we're all we're all parents, right? Think about when your child is little, right? If you if you only give them energy and respond to them through their negative behaviors, exactly, what they continue to do throughout their whole life is they only do negative things to purposely get, get your attention. attention. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you start rewarding the positive behavior. If we start working together in unity for the positive side of the conversation, all of a sudden that might be the thing that becomes contagious. Again, I'm always gonna sit on the side of solution, the glass is half full. Like, I don't see where we're getting anywhere with putting all this energy on the problems all the time.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I guess I'm just saying that I'm not, I agree that putting our energy on things like cancel culture, in my opinion, is toxic. I also believe that there are so many people who are just fed up. I think that there are so many people who are fed up and they're like, you know what? All of this peace, love, give us a little bit more time. We're going to resource it a tiny little bit along the way is not working. And there's enough people who are like, I am willing to throw in, to to throw it all in and say, I I would rather err on the side of toxic energy than no movement and something's got to be done and there needs an intervention and so if holding people accountable in a way that means burn burn it all down (laughs) to set an example actually catalyzes action I can see I can see why people are erring on the side of it I just don't think it's a long-term solution I don't know where it's going to get us right and that's the thing that I'm kind of like all right it's been years now that we've been living like this we've got to get to a place of kind of shifting our energy because energy begets energy. It's like we're going down like this. It's like our culture well, what is collapsing you focus on
4: is what you grow. Yeah. So,
0: you know, it's
4: I, I think that there are people in positions of power that know very well how to divide people and to yeah. do that through fear tactics and to create the other. And then when you sit down in a room of people, I mean, it. it's media is such a huge factor in this and what you see on media and the images that you see over and over and you know Monique and I were talking back in the green room and we were saying like I grew up in Minnesota and Minnesota is really very white and we all know what's going on in Minnesota right now which is just horrific and so it's like in the forefront of the news. But I was talking to one of my sisters years ago and I was saying, like, as we were growing up, I'm like, you really do you honestly think for a moment, like, as you would turn on the local news and it would be like this black person did this crime, committed this crime. And over and over, that's what we were being fed. So white Minnesotans were raised on the 5 p.m. news to be afraid of black people. And I said, Are you, do you really think? in a population that's 80% white, that there aren't white people committing these same crimes, but they're not on the news. And so to so, so many people, it was easy for them to sit in their suburban house and sit back and say, oh, well, the crime's over there,
0: the crime's on that
4: side of town, the crime's among those people, those people that look like that, those people that are that color. So opioids came?
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then all of a sudden we had a crisis. Now we have a crisis. Now it's a crisis because everybody's got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. I I definitely feel like there is a huge opportunity for intervention. So, so I guess one of the other questions that's on my mind is all of you are entrepreneurs, right? That's the other thing that I love about us is that we're all entrepreneurs. And so we all have positions of authority. We all are job creators. We all are visible in our work, in our words, in our deeds. How do we model, right? What are some of the things that, knowing the society that we're living in, knowing that there's so much visibility on every single thing we say or do, knowing that cancel culture is alive and well, what is it that, that you all do to kind of navigate how you show up in the world?
4: We At Cannibalist we start every morning with a gratitude share. Because again, I, I keep repeating this, but I feel like what you focus on is what you grow. So I always want to start, like, even if, if I mean people have a car accident on the way to work or, you know, they spilled their coffee, whatever it is, you want to shift that. So they come in and it's like, we sit down at the morning meeting, we talk about, you know, what the specials are for the day and what we're going to do. And then we say one thing that we're grateful for. Today, I'm grateful to be here, to be participating in this conversation. And I've really tried to shift the focus of the members of our team so that they're focusing on things that they're grateful for and they've come to me and said that they they, you know, they had never heard of that before and this is like a, such a cool thing and some days you can tell it's a struggle to come up with one thing you're grateful for but if you do start with gratitude it really improves your day in my opinion
3: I love it I agree. I wake up and I make a list of everybody I'm gonna cancel <laughs> So, and then
2: she goes to the gym and so, works it up. You so <laughs> said I was a totally straight face. Now listen, I have to say, for being, for knowing Evelyn for 20 years, She's mean. Years, she is mean. What? I can tell you that there is a scary little side of her where she actually deems, at one point, all of us probably should have been canceled, including herself, right? Like, so, you have, you've done them canceled. So not think about it. about it. <laughs>
3: No, but really, what the way that this I think affects my workplace, there is something that we think about because we're very active. My whole company is very active on social media. So mm-hmm. um, the company does their own stuff. You know, I individually, you know, as Smart Evelyn, do my own posting and stuff. And so um, one, we are very conscientious about what we're putting out there. And you know, there are certain things that like I might share with close friends that I'm actually not gonna put on social media yeah you know yeah. so um because I, I i'm trying to be i'm trying to be sensitive i'm trying to be you know conscientious about that yeah so, i mean that is how i think that's how it plays out in my workplace is that it is something i think about because i see people i see what can happen if you post the wrong thing you post something insensitive or you don't think about it and you know yeah it's not good yeah so. yeah
2: i think we i think all of us think about this every day right i yeah. think that You know, there was a time where you could have a meeting or you could have a conversation or you could be in person and maybe something you said you regret or, oh, that wasn't good timing or whatever. Right. But there was no side effect to it. It was left there because that's how it was. And that was the culture of the workplace. That was the culture of business. Now, even in an office, you never know when you're on camera. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Even with the most simplistic form of, of someone working with you or for you or at a meeting with you, they're recording, yeah. they're doing selfies, they're doing videos. And all of a sudden you end up unbeknownst to yourself on someone's social media yeah. and you hear your you know, you hear you have the visual, you have the vocal. So I feel like we're all practicing it every single day, because especially as leaders, I am. I do get concerned with what are we going to talk about? this is a sound bite, it lives forever, right? right, right? right. Is 10 years from now, what am I gonna be wanting to do from a, from a leader perspective? Is that sound bite gonna harm me? Well, yeah. Is it, it gonna out of context? Was it edited and pulled yep. away wrong, yeah. right? And so I think about my likeness and image. I think all of us should think about these exactly. things because that is the only thing we actually do own, is our own identity, right, and who we are. And we have to show up for that thing every single day. And when people get to manipulate it, alter it or give an opinion on it we do have to think about those things and I think that I've always liked to stay put myself right in the middle of life as a student right like the flow I'm a student then I become a teacher and share the information I fall back into student share student share and I feel like when we kind of sit like in that middle space it does take a lot of the pressure off of us we don't have to be the experts in, in everything in fact I like to say I don't know too much of anything I'm just going through life and I'm sharing as I go. I'm learning and sharing. I feel like when we start making it a little more simplistic like that, that competitive, that, that one competition that keeps putting us all in, we shouldn't have said that. Because yeah, we've yeah. all experienced that yeah. over our competitive business nature, right? It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. You've always walked away from something like, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I hope they don't think I meant it like that. I even called you last night or I was telling you like, "Oh, I hope Didi didn't think I meant right, it like right, that," right. you know? And so I think that we all, it's just about an accountability factor. Yeah. We all every day have to practice accountability to our own integrity.
0: Well, and the other thing is that, you know, I I love the student and teacher and the flow, but I also feel like cancel culture doesn't need to exist if I'm humble and aware enough to pivot, to acknowledge, oh, you know what, and to realize, like, to recognize, you know what, that may not have landed right, or it wasn't, it, I don't know if it did, I at least want to check, and then be willing and able to say, I apologize, you know, and, and figure out how it is that we can go forward, and then start practicing that. But I feel like that, to me, is the true form of what we want cancel culture to evolve into. Right, that where we don't need other people to constantly be batting us about the head in mob form and about what it is away, that we right? did wrong and throwing us away, discarding us, because all of those discarded people become toxic people. Yeah, I, that's actually what I get concerned it scares about. Yeah, yeah, like it, we are creating toxic together. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they
3: might have already been toxic people. That's they are, they may have been. Yeah, yeah I sure. think they
2: were already toxic. Like, like, let's think about the Joe Rogan. You brought up Joe Rogan, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone wanted to cancel him. But really what should have happened is, why do you still have a Spotify subscription? That's the, you know, yeah. Spotify is the one who, he has free speech, whoever he wants to be, that's up to him, right? But Spotify is actually the one paying him, right? And then out of that cancellation came a double what he was making at Spotify offer. So that's the areas that we have to be careful on right. because, oh, someone wanted to pay him 200 million now. Right. Right, yeah. so yeah. For, his, for him to hate,
0: yeah.
2: right, so now we, if he would have been driven by that money, he didn't accept it. But what if he was one of the ones who accepted it? So we still have, we have to be a little careful about, because we don't know what we're driving people to when we push hate. Hate drives revenue. I mean, we know this, right?
0: People who do things that are hurtful or negative or bashing, get they get the most likes, they get the most views, they get the most offers, they're, they, get the, they negotiate the best. Like they, they, they are rewarded for behavior that is harmful and toxic and so the more we kind of feed into it and enable it the more we're actually setting ourselves up and then on the contrary right around the converse there's people who are sitting around talking about love and higher vibrations who are kind of just you know we're just kind of living throwing away money here or there we're just like, oh, whatever let's go out to dinner and talk more about love you know and it's interesting because we also have to realize that even those of us who want to get away from something like cancel culture and the toxic nature of it there's a strategic advantage to that so how do we take some of that strategic thinking and use it in the service of some of these other ways of accomplishing what we're trying to accomplish right how does how do we bring a collective energy around people being more willing to be in an educational space or being more generous or being more humble or being more in a teacher learner flow over the course of our lives and allowing that to be not just um, accessible and available, but incentivized and rewarded. Like, how do we create a strategy towards that? I feel like we need to get like a critical mass of people kind of going in the same direction.
2: You know, I've I've always felt like if you're having conversations with yourself, meaning the people that agree exactly how you are, then you're not really growing too much. Right. Mm -hmm. So for like, I remember we did an interview with the former KKK dragon, or whatever that highest, whatever they their titles are. Wizard, I think. Yeah, whatever.
0: He, he was like I the for, former. Got
2: the org chart. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think about that. Dragon <laughs> <wizard>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My point is, is that he used to be that, right? And I actually thought that was a dope opportunity for me to talk to him, right? And for me to ask him tough questions, but also not from. Clearly, if he left it, he doesn't think like that anymore. But how can he go back and make the people who are still currently in there? What can he go do to help them? Like we, we, I just don't know how we'd solve any of these issues that we have with each other talking to ourselves. I agree. I think with that person, it was like
4: where, when, and how were they taught that hatred? Well, hate is is taught.
0: It's very simplistic. Hate is taught the same way love is. So, you know. But it's also really interesting because I think at the core, most humans are starting off from a really similar core, not all of us identical, but there's a really similar core of kind of needs and wants and expectations and hopes and fears and values that we have starting off like this little children innocence idea you started with. And then from there, you know, that idea that you were talking about the innocence of a child, you were like, well, why can't we just get back to then? And I'm like, because all these years of like toxic, you know, acculturation happen where we're being told no less of this and more of that and we don't believe this and they are not this and you know, we're being in, you know, kind of filtered constantly with those images like the kind you described growing up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And so by the time a person is a fully formed human and doing things that might be totally dysfunctional, to be able to have access to how did, you, how did that happen and also what are the possibilities for my own toxicity, like what is it that I can learn from that? That's the other thing. I, mean, I agree with you. We have to be in more space with people who are ideologically and even behaviorally really different from us if we're gonna grow. But that's another thing that cancel culture doesn't really allow. It's just like, I'm just gonna cut you off completely but rather a society, than being able to grow. society, what do
4: we fund? I mean, she brought up the police earlier. We spend how much money funding the police, Everything's funding out funding the fear. military, yeah. because we're taught to be afraid. And how much money do we spend on education? They constantly pull money from education. And flip it to, you know, for-profit prisons, for the police force, for judges that, I mean, we just saw what happened in Minnesota with Kim Potter and that judge. She, Kim Potter took a person's life for nothing. And she gets two years because the judge felt sorry for the police
2: officer? Can we cancel
4: the system? I, yeah, that... Can that we... Cancel can I help the can us cancel the system.
2: Cancel the system. You can cancel things.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what things can you cancel? Yeah,
4: but the, the can problem then is the, the you marketing. Can cancel, is yeah, because you can when you say stuff. defund I mean, the police. I'm just like Spotify.
3: Spotify, people have people are like pulling their yeah, music pulling off. Them, They're yeah. ending their subscriptions. Which you is know, great. You're That's supporting capitalism. You're yeah, keeping this your guy on your platform count. that we don't agree with. We want to boycott him. I mean, it's a cultural boycott. He's spewing
2: hate. right?
3: I think there's a place for this. Well, I think I mean, a- I, feel, I honestly, I feel like you guys are being very pie in the sky about this. Like, there are some people doing some real bad things, things that are actually crimes. Like, some of this stuff is lighter, like, you know, people are being racist, they've said racist things, they get canceled, or they say offensive things and people try to cancel them. That's one thing. People are actually doing things that are criminal and they're not criminally prosecuted, but cancel culture is coming in and it's a reckoning. I think it's appropriate. I don't think that that's inappropriate at all. When when does it become when
2: when is it inappropriate? Because what if I didn't do something?
3: Well, then then it's problematic.
2: I right. think it's problematic. So that's it. There's, there's no, you know, there's there's no, no possibility of it. So,
3: yeah, it's a 50-50 I mean, it, chance. Listen, <laughs> if, if the court of public opinion gets it wrong, just like if the court of law got it wrong, then it's a problem. It's a problem. You've convicted somebody that didn't really do it. But the court of that law law really keeps keeps it. getting it wrong over and over. And, and so, I so I does think... the
0: court of public opinion. Yes. It's going to happen. I agree.
3: There will be people
4: She's that like, roll the dice, baby. No, I'm just saying that's how
0: punishment
3: works. Like, it's not perfect if it isn't.
4: I think the way to make changes. is I'm not taking that risk. I'm that you know as someone who has a background in marketing You look at something like I'm with you. Let's tear it all down because what what we have is not working. It's not working. But to use a slogan like defund the police, that's really bad marketing. It is. I mean, (laughs) I don't know how to I I don't want to. Well, that system does need to be defunded. It absolutely does, but you can't use that terminology because when you say defund the police misleading. Well, first of all, you need police officers in certain instances. Now, should you have someone who's a mental yeah, in the suburbs where they people? don't bother anybody. Well, I mean, you know, we, my husband... Stop owns, and frisk my is my a hum- real issue. Stop and frisk oh, is horrendous, serious. but my husband... Let's, cancel that, and let's cancel that culture. Really. Have that culture. <laughs> we have, they have attempted to break in on more than one occasion. And, you know, who do we call if not the police? So there is a purpose for police in society, just not the way it's set up now. And I, I think that I agree. Like when there's a mental health crisis, which is oftentimes what you see going on when someone is murdered—not in the situation that just happened in Minnesota—but there's you see it. There's a mental health crisis, and the the cops show up. Well, you know, nothing against police officers in this context, but they're not qualified to handle that situation. They're not educated to handle a mental health crisis. So, what defund the police proposes is to have Uh, other funds so that the appropriate people are responding to the appropriate crisis. But from a marketing perspective, it's horrible, horrible marketing because people are like, what? Well, what if I need the police or what happens then? And, you you know, there's ways to pitch ideas and to educate that use different terminology so I think that it is education but it's how do you market that let me tell you something how do you bring people if they they could say they say
2: f the police that's what everybody really like the the neighborhoods where this is coming from yeah it's Defund the police is the polite word, right? They like that's said that the, before. Right. <laughs> it got on. Everybody Yeah, it. I, I understand <laughs> what you're saying from a marketing perspective. But that's why, from a marketing perspective, culture, cancel culture is, wor- is interesting, it, yeah, right? It, it was It's catching up. All I know is that the people who are canceling haven't even put a mirror in front of themselves. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, all these people are out here raging out, yet are very miserable and unhappy and unhealthy in their own life. And are doing things make. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking we're t- we're t- about the mobs, right? We're literally I know, I know. talking about the the people who, okay, you got to sit I'm not, I, not I, Evelyn you, who wakes up canceling. like, oh, my God, cancel. I'm <laughs> like, no, I'm like, maybe we should all have, like, a one-on-one with Evelyn just to make sure she's not holding us accountable to <laughs> any to She's like, and hey, you get canceled, and hey, you get canceled. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to talk. We got to have a one-on-one. We got- <laughs>
3: I'm going to do you guys really not think that, that it's appropriate on any level
2: no
0: i, I do don't think i said that either. i did not really i did not say that and i think that, that a couple of examples that you have given have actually been like oh yeah you know i i can see karen got it i understand but i also i also don't see how canceling her actually it punished her I just don't believe that it actually. Where's the it. restoration I don't, of her, though? I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what the good is going to come of it next, other than potentially. And I love that you pointed it out. There may be other women who might, might go, "Ooh, let me pause," because I don't want to be that. Right. Right. And so maybe there are pieces like that. And I think that is how acculturation works, right? Cultures say these are our societal norms, and sometimes those societal norms are born out of really. Painful acts like think about how many cultures have all of these really hurtful ways of trying to tell people This is our culture stay inside it's the a bound. cultural
3: shaming. Yes. Like, I cancel know. Cancel culture is a cultural shaming and some people should be ashamed of some of the things They're doing like many people should be the ashamed car- of, a look lot of at the, the, the whole Karen this thing This Karen epidemic is a part of cancel culture. Yeah, I know I think that's been pretty important and powerful like do you know how much how long this has been going on and there hasn't been. There is no accountability or punishment for being a Karen, other than cancel culture. And other than, there then, really isn't. It's you like know? a little
0: badge. It's like a little badge, shame of honor. It's that shame. Are, it's, it's a shame. Shame. A shame badge. Like a little scarlet letter. I am a Karen. It is. Yeah. It is. It's interesting. Well, we it's see interesting. how well that
4: worked in the Scarlet Letter. So
0: it didn't work very well. That's work. the problem. Is that all of these ideas? Even though I understand that's how culture works, and this is part of the. The personal kind of cognitive dissonance that I'm really wrestling with about the whole idea of culture is that I love the idea of culture insofar as it 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 helps us create a sense of identity. This is who us is, right? It gives us this is who I am. These are my people. This is what we do. So I love it from that perspective. But I also feel like you know, tangled up in it is all these other things that are really unhealthy, and I feel like are just really toxic because the 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 insofar as there is an us, there also has to be a them. Insofar as this is how we behave, there is also a, this is absolutely not okay with how we behave. And I feel like the binary way in which we are approaching the, the, our kind of cultural navigation is just too much for me. There's a lack so I'm of empathy with it.
4: all around. I agree. And I, think I agree. That that's
0: a huge, huge
4: factor in it. I mean, if we if we aren't leading with empathy, like how would I feel if that happened to me? And I'm not saying if you made right. a racist comment and you should be canceled for that but just in general like how would i you know how would i feel if that was me how would i feel if that was my best friend my husband my son my family like how would how would we feel if we were put in that position and i just feel like there there is such a lack of empathy all around and i think we could all lead with kindness lead with love lead with an open heart i love yoga and i've been practicing yoga for many, many years, since I was about 15, but I love that it's called practice. It's a practice. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you master. And what's beautiful about that is something you said earlier, that at some moment you are the student and then you become the teacher. And I think that that's just a beautiful way to Mm -hmm. sort of look at how we can evolve as a society, like that I'm the student now, but I could be the teacher someday. Yeah.
3: so what we're always want... teaching
2: someone something.
3: So what do you guys want to happen when let's say the Karen comes and tells the you know the black kids on the corner that they have to remove their lemonade stand because they don't have a permit? What do you guys want to happen in that situation? Because it's not a crime. There's, you can't call anybody for that. I,
0: I believe like the old school like uh, me as a mama or somebody who's a mama or somebody on that block is going to come up and be like, you know what? Let me just talk to you about what you're doing right now. Right, but I feel like that thing doesn't need to happen on social media and be blasted across the world. I feel like there's, I feel like even within communities that that there are opportunities for us to kind of go, come on neighbor, that's not how we roll. That's not how we treat these kids. You know, I I believe that we need to be comfortable in those kind of communal spaces and sharing that kind of love and generosity and feedback with each other. But I don't believe I need to blast you on social media.
3: I don't know if if the Karens care, though. Like, I don't know that that alone, like a one-on-one conversation is going to have the same effect, because I think part of it is recognizing that what you're doing is just completely socially unacceptable, you know, and it takes the mat the mob to let you know that sometimes like i don't think the karen having a I i mean i have seen tons of these karen videos you know like do you, he, you, do you think these karens
0: them? are transformed do you think that these karens are literally having an epiphany and they're like omg i, I had canceled. no idea i, I got canceled I, so, so, I, these no. karens, these I karens are saying they, are they got me wrong they got no. me twisted they got if the, if they got a, part
3: of the story i don't know if they're having a personal transformation but i do don't i do think that they're not going to do that behavior anymore that's what i do think i think i don't think that that person is going to keep doing that anymore
0: i hope they don't i hope they don't either okay
3: listen <sife novelty music> I, I love y'all, but we
0: gotta wind up. Okay, so listen, I, 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 I we have not solved Everyone's anything canceling us. right now. We're gonna dinner. We're gonna go to dinner, we're gonna debrief. We're gonna let we gonna we gonna have some love. We're gonna hug on it. we're gonna hug you and give you some love. And then we're gonna say anything that I did to offend you though, I want you to just tell me personally, privately, and we're gonna fix it. And I'm gonna apologize and I'm gonna get it right. Okay? Okay. <speaking> <conduction> okay look though but before we wind up before we wind up I want to ask everyone what is something that that you just want to kind of leave with us and also how is it that we can follow you how can we follow you on social media or follow your work or learn more about your companies so everyone one thing that you can that we can take away or that you're taking away and then how we can get in touch with you or follow your work okay you ready, yeah. Evelyn? You want to go first? Yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. She's like, I know, I know. <laughs> um, so I would say the one, that, I guess, what I'd like to leave everybody with, because I've been joking a lot about this, but I think that you know, one of the positive things that I do see that can come out of cancel culture is that it does start conversations. Yeah. You know, so like when you get publicly blasted like that, hopefully. Um, it creates a conversation around the topic and people do learn and evolve because of that. And then hopefully you don't have as many of those situations in the future. So that would be, that's kind of my takeaway from this. But um, you can follow me on Instagram at smart Evelyn JD. Sounds good.
0: And buy a house from you. We can, we can like, That's right. We can come to you for all of our closing needs. That's correct. Lovely. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, Monique.
2: Oh man, you know, For me, I just, I think the best thing that we can do about any of these tough conversations is A, start inward, right? Because none of us are, we all have flaws, is start that inward work and that self-healing and then start practicing it. And through that practice, it starts becoming contagious. And I do think that we all have a responsibility, especially as more evolved people. You know, we're world traveled. We are very high level so we are mm-hmm. very inclusive naturally. I think that we have to also put ourselves in other shoes and we have to have empathy and through that empathy we're supposed to show compassion, right? And build a community of people who don't necessarily have the same experiences that we have. Yeah, yeah. I think that is our obligation. That, is, that yeah. is what we owe to this world. That is our contribution, especially for those of us like the four of us who are successful people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We,
2: that is our job.
0: I agree.
2: Yeah.
0: And how do we get in touch with you? How do we follow your work?
2: Uh, so you can follow Rain Ventures' work at Rain Ventures, R-E-I-G-N, on all of the other social media platforms. And then my personal is Monique Idlit on, on Instagram, and then Monique underscore Mosley on Twitter. Lovely. Thank you.
4: Um, I think it, what you said, I, I agree. I feel like that, you know, we are very privileged I'm also sitting in this room with white privilege, and I think it's my obligation to look in the mirror and lead by example. And I think that it's so important that we do that every day because you're right, we have so many opportunities, we've been so blessed, we're so fortunate, and not everybody has that. So you don't know the burden the other person's carrying. And I would like to hope that, that it is just an easy lesson that you can teach someone that maybe it's the conversation. Like, you know, try to put yourself in their shoes, have a little bit of empathy and see how you might be able to share something you've learned that could help them have a teachable moment. Um, and I just, yeah. I mean, again, what you said
2: earlier, it is all about love. Yeah, it just is. Lead, with love. With love. lead with love. Leading with love. 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 Including ourselves, right? Yes. <laughs> Evelyn's like, <Love> Evelyn's <laughs> like, Bam, bam. <laughs> well, how, well, how did I do I that? knew she was... And a little be- bit of punishment.
0: <laughs> She's like, little of punishment. Suffer. She <laughs> is an attorney. She is she an attorney. attorney. She's like, law and order, people. Law and order. I love it, though. I love the juxtaposition. Okay, how do we get in touch with you? How do we follow? Uh,
4: for the word? shop, it's uh, at shop underscore cannibalists. And we are located in D.C., but we accept medical cards from anywhere that has a medical program in the country, so please stop by the shop. And personally, on Instagram, I'm at... Coco nine zero zero six nine because I used to live in L A. <laughs> love it,
0: love it. All right, y'all. Thank love you for so having much. us. Oh, Thank you you. I love it so so much fun. I'm I, I'm just this is so We're hilarious. to do this I, date, I yeah. know, right? Okay, podcast Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many topics. <laughs> so that is a wrap for episode two of the Culture Road podcast. We invite you to visit us at cultureroad.com to learn more about our digital learning solution, where you get access to fresh monthly content and community in a live and on-demand format. The Culture Road community of practice will fuel your ongoing professional development and help you to integrate equity, diversity, and inclusion concepts into your everyday life. Learn more about Culture Road at cultureroad.com. And thank you again, it's wonderful being with you. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Thank
1: you. Thanks for tuning into the Culture Road podcast. We want to hear from you. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share it on social media to let us know that you're listening. You can find us on Twitter at Dieta M. Jones. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Have a question or comment? Drop a note under this episode or email us at podcast at cultureroad.com. You might hear your commentary on a future episode. Until next time.